Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, let's talk to Dave in Farmington. Hello, Dave. Yes, sir, Dave. Farmington Dave, are you there? We're having a communication breakdown. Red Glastonbury, hello. Hi, Todd. I've been listening to you for years, and I love your show. I love TIC. My thought, okay, the election is over. It's long gone. My thought is, I'm trying to shut my dog up. No, don't worry about the dog. Just say what you want to okay. say. My, my thought, Todd, is, is there anything that we can do now to put more pressure on these Democrats now? I mean, the election is over. We all know that. They won. They won fair and square, I guess. I guess. Is there something we can do now to put pressure on this new regime, we'll call it, to, like I say, put pressure on them and, and, and see them cave in a little bit? Well, what kind of activity are you interested in contributing? Well, I, you know, you know, we are a big, I think on the right here, we are a big force. And if there's something that we could do. Well, that's why I'm asking specifically what you personally would be willing to do. For example, Mark from West Hartford called yesterday and said he's going to start going to events and calling out uh I forget the directly to the media or for to cover certain things. He's he's going to put pressure on when they appear in public for there to be coverage of what's going on and for better journalism to happen. Because really, the crux of all this is that Ned, you know, Ned's under two FBI investigations of his administration for uh, for bad stuff and. There's no reporting. There's been virtually no reporting of that. And I think the average person in the state, probably 95% have never heard that statement before. And the other 5% don't know what it is because there's been a massive cover-up. Ned is engaged in insider trading where he gave a special contract to uh, a company that his wife owns. No reporting on it. So pressure if you want to be an activist. I can't think of a thing, Todd, that I could personally do other than on the on the telephone. You know, I mean, I'm I'm close to 80 years old. Yeah, okay. Then then what you can do is uh, get involved with some local campaigns and offer services from home. Like you've got a nice voice, you conduct yourself well. You could call people up on behalf of candidates and help convince them to do whatever the candidate needs uh, done. So there's tons you can do, Red. 
Get involved with your local uh, Republican town committee, for example. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yes, indeed. Let's talk to Bob in Middletown next. Hello, Bob. Hey, Todd. What's on your mind? Uh, Yeah. uh, I'm just wondering how many state employees voted for Stefanowski. I'm just wondering. I wish there was figures out there to show that. Yeah, that would be fun. State employees, when they retire... They don't stay in Connecticut. They leave. We are so screwed. Yeah. It's a uh, real bad situation. And, you know, the whole idea of it is to get to this point. When you start out creating public sector unions, for example, there's no reason to do that. As As somebody who's elected to represent the taxpayers, why would you ever put a union into government where... Of course, nobody's going to be abused by the government, right? They're, they're the loving, compassionate people, the ones in government. So why would they need a union? They, the only reason they would put it in is if they thought that, that they themselves, the, the politicians, were so evil that you couldn't, uh, you couldn't bear the idea of, of having uh, state workers have their, their livelihoods depending on politicians. It's a confession of being no good. Sorry if uh, we cut you off. 860-522-9842. I don't know what happened. Rick in Cheshire next. Hey, Rick. Todd, how are you? Good afternoon. Thank you, sir. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about how when the Republicans fight on behalf of the American people and when the Democrats fight on behalf of the American people, it's covered completely differently in the media. And when a Republican fights and starts to gain ground on an issue, the media comes out and they'll either call them some kind of old constitutionalists or a racist or whatever they whatever they do to try to smear him. When the Democrats do it, you know, they applaud him or her for being a defender of democracy, um, looking out for inclusion or equity. Yes. And that resonates with a lot of low information voters, which yeah. unfortunately in this in this country we have way too many of them. Well, I think most and people I, are low information because we're being lied to oh, all the time by the people we elect. Yeah, I think probably 75% of our uh, of the of the electorate it falls into that category. And I don't I don't blame them totally because it's if it's something that you're going to pay attention to, it's very demoralizing when you really see the way the system works and it turns a lot of people off. But it leaves you with the double-edged sword. As a Republican, you want to fight, and you have to fight for what's right to make something, to, to make a change. And by doing so, you'll be eviscerated and at, the, at, the, at the, your own peril and losing the argument. And if you, go, if you don't fight, then you go back to the uniparty way, and everybody's screwed. So it's, it's the game that's almost unwinnable. Well, no, but but it's not unwinnable because people who do it well, like look at Florida, which was a moving blue state, and you get one governor there who's shrewd about how to articulate the message and 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 to manage a political machine, and he builds that machine and he he dominates the state inside of four years after getting elected governor. It's fascinating to see 
a skilled politician working against these deadweights like Charlie Crist, who he ran against. 100%. And that a lot of that had to do with, I mean, DeSantis is great, and Crist is, is horrible. So that was a lot that had to do with it. And as far as, like, you look at a Carrie Lake, she's wonderful, and they're trying to get ahead of that already. They want to chop her out at the knees already because they see her as a threat. So the oh, she's on offense. She's devastating for them because she's uh, highly attractive and, yeah. and very skilled at, at doing what she does. Very and unbelievably articulate, and she she's unwavering and and she's calm. And they're trying right now. They they can't wait for her to try to talk about election denial or something like that. That's what they're waiting to do. That's why they're slow walking it so bad. They're waiting for her to say something, and if they have some kind of secret door to pull out the votes on her for, because yeah. but, but I, I I think they're trending in her way, and hopefully she wins. But those two people are the shining stars right now of the Republican Party. Are there enough to come behind? Them? Well, the point for me is that they are they are modeling for people how to speak in such a way as to attract attention in the way voters want to hear the message articulated. You know, Trump taught everybody how to speak in a way that matches the voter emotion of the moment. It doesn't mean only Trump can do it. And other people are now doing it and able to use those techniques to personalize their message and, and wrap their own message into that skill set so they can reach voters and build stuff. So now it's up to other people to uh, imitate. Thank you, Rick, for the call, 860 I've got to get some rants going, so I'm going to play a rant, take a call, do it like that. I'm just curious. Why do you give this killer Leibowitz all this airtime? What about the victim? The victim can't say anything yet. You know, you give this guy so much airtime. Put him down in two, two minutes, you know. Once a killer, always a killer. Yeah, but uh, Leibowitz didn't kill anyone. At least he wasn't charged and convicted with killing anyone. Attempted murder, I'll grant you, but not actually killing anyone. So uh, once not a killer, I suppose, always not a killer. Rudy in Florida. Hey, Rudy. Hey, one thing before I get to why I called. Uh, Florida's been, I call it a pink state, not a purple state, since Jeb Bush. Because they've had majorities in the House and Senate that have been Republicans. And they've always had a Republican uh, senator. But um, it started to go very red just before DeSantis ran. And he just solidified it. But Would, would you have any sense of what caused that? I'm, I'm going to say it's northern progressive states who forced people to leave. Because we've gained 4 million people. Yeah, the last like eight years. Wow. And so it's it's we, migration of people running from Connecticut and and similar right. states. There was there was a four hundred thousand Democrat advantage for registered voters in twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and it's been flipped to uh, three hundred favoring the Republicans now. All right, so that's so part of the that, problem. You've you've got a bunch of our Republicans down there. I'm, I'm one of them, but. See, here's the problem, and I'm not going to pick on Bob or Themis, but I'm going to pick on New England Republicans. You have too many unaffiliated voters. It's the largest block. They, these Republicans that run up there are more like conservative Democrats. They're more like a Bill Clinton or a JFK because they got to appease the middle. Yeah, but why does the – there are Republicans, a large chunk of Republicans, who, who are registered as independents because they like to be independent for whatever reason, but it doesn't change that they vote for Republicans. 
Mark, Mark, my buddy from West Hartford is one of them. And I was unaffiliated in Connecticut. I wasn't a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happened, I'm very conservative, but what happens is when you run down the middle, you're alienating the conservative people, the ones that, like, we don't want to hear about pro-choice, pro-life. We don't want to hear about Pride Month and, and all that stuff. We want to know what you're going to do with taxes, our military, our, our, our government, and we want family values, and we don't want to appease the middle. But that's not the whole Republican Party. But the very act, my friend went to the Republican Town Committee in Deep River and got on that. And he's very conservative. He worries about his three daughters. And he doesn't want to hear about, like, Gay Pride Month in school and all that, the transgender stuff. So you alienate some of the people that could be your leaders. If you accommodate that stuff, you mean by being a centrist Republican? So you can get the independent vote. And, I mean, it's sad. you got to give up conservative values, which turns a lot of people away and makes them angry, to have a chance. Charlie Baker did it. Susan Collins did it. And it doesn't make the conservative side happy, but you got to get out. If you want your your Connecticut Republican Party, get out and do it. Replace the the guy in charge. You be the guy in charge. And you wear the shoes and you network. But people... People don't have time, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, and they're also, they might be interested, but kind of uh, so removed from the the process that they don't have the the gusto, I guess, to break through the... We we have a women's Republican club where I live, and they'll have a luncheon at the the golf course with 200 women. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's two, there's a Lakeland Republican uh, committee, and there's a Polk County Republican committee. And they're doing events all the time with huge turnouts. Like, that's how they fundraise. They hold $50 plate yeah. dinners. You know, it's a buffet that costs them $18 a person. They charge 50 And they, they're constantly doing monthly fundraising. And I didn't see that in Connecticut or Boston when I lived in Boston. Well, that's it should be going on. I, I think those probably used to exist and, and kind of died out. All right, Rudy, thank you. Good to hear from you. And, and uh, thank you for making those points. We'll play a rant and take another phone call. Hey, Todd, it's uh, Wayne from uh, Meredith. I would just like to say that I think uh, Stefanowski and Levy and the other ones there, they didn't run very good campaigns. You know, you got to be attack dogs like these Democrats are. These Democrats play dirty, and they know how to win all the time. So these Republicans, you got to start playing dirty, too, and bring the game back to them. And I would like to thank the idiots that voted everybody back in, that you've created a business-as-usual state again with welfare people and illegal aliens that suck us dry here and take money from our infrastructure, which we pay for. And Todd, you're always knocking state employees and their, uh, their pensions. Well, I work. Yes, their pensions, not the state employees, but the pensions. I worked for the DOT for 38 years, the Connecticut DOT. I was an engineer planner and I worked hard and I get a good pension. And if you don't like our state here with our retirees, then you know what I say to you? Go live someplace else. Well, it's, not, it's not about not liking the retirees. It's about not liking bankruptcy. And there needing to be a structural change that would get the state out of bankruptcy and move it in a position where it could be strong again, like it used to be before the plunderers got so successful at plundering. That's not so hard to depersonalize, I don't think. John in Berlin. Hi, John. Hey, Todd. Um, 
this is basically what I was talking about. Um, you know, state employees, even conservative ones, because I have a family member who's uh, his partner. She works as a nurse in uh, Yukon over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would consider themselves severe conservatives, right? Okay. And then when it comes time to vote, she voted for Ned Lamont. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? How how could that be possible? She says, well, the the union, and I hear you all the time about the union. And she was telling them how they passed out. They probably sent out flyers and memos that uh, if Stefanowski gets in, they're going to start cutting your benefits, uh, your pay, whatever. And this is how gullible these people are. They believe it. You You cannot get anything from these people, you know? Well, because how could she be conservative then? Like, how did. I know, that's what I'm saying. So we have so called conservatives. They'll even wear that red hat. And and then they'll go vote for a Democrat. I mean, so we have a lot of uh, shady, uh, weak, unprincipled Republicans or conservatives. Um, I consider myself a conservative. Well, we need to uh, we need to instill more principles. I think people are weak on principles when they don't know what their principles are. Exactly. And my wife is a state employee, and I promise you, she did not vote that way because she sees what you're just talking about. It's, it's like this guy that you're talking was that a rant? The guy, the DOT uh, employee. Yes. Yep. I agree with you. It, listen, they're going to have a very generous pension, and that's the trade-off. But today's uh, uh, state employees, they're not the civil servants that we remember back in the 60s and 70s. You know, you'd go to the parking lot and they would have station wagons. You know what I'm saying? And and they would, but, but their compensation would, they would have a secure pension. I, I'm telling you, you're turning, these people are like millionaires, you know? And then they're. Well, it's not that they're millionaires. And it's not well, that, it, it's not about paper. the people. It's about a system designed yes, to destroy exactly. how politics works. And, and they've successfully done it in the state. So we have to articulate that message clearly so people can get it. Thank you, John. I want to play a rant. Hey, Taz, the American Patriot. It's the day after the election, and I'm basking in my glory. It just listening to fake news Shattuck meltdown is even giving me a, a better day than I already had. It's a wonderful day to be an American and a Democrat. Isn't it nice that Shattuck can please the plunderer so? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Rant line number eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. Call in a rant. Make me happy. Go ahead. Make my day. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC will play a rant and take a call. What do you say? Yo, 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 Todd! This is not the candy wrapper. Six plus six, Todd. I bet you said 12. Ned and Josh went up a hill to catch some packs dollars. They spent the money on the way down. You can't fix stupid. This state is run by clowns. Hickory dickory dock. Joe Biden ran up the clock. 
The clock struck one. Joe Biden shit his pants. Hickory, dickory, dock. Bye-bye, Todd. Bye-bye. Man, that was fantastic. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for that. What a gift. What a gift. How about the effort in that? Juan, what's going on? Yes, Juan. All right, Mike Plainville. Hi, Mike. Hickory dickory, Doc. <laughs> that was brilliant, wasn't it? I got a good I need a good laugh every day, especially after Tuesday's results. And I got one when I listened to Ross, and you, you've been branded a narrowcaster. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They come up with these terms, these new words. I'll tell you, you know, these people have their eyes wide shut. It's unbelievable. What people believe, what yes. they see, what they want to see, and the uh, closeness to conversation. Like we couldn't get anywhere, me and Ross. I was trying to understand what he was saying, uh, yeah. and he just would circle back and say the same thing again. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question. I wonder how many people Tuesday went out and voted. Now, what's worse, voting for a candidate you know nothing about, or not voting at all? Well, it depends. I mean, there are a lot of different I mean, races. Of, I would say most voters out there didn't do any research on these candidates. So if you don't know anything about them, regardless of what party they belong to, yeah. I mean, is it totally un-American if you don't vote? Well, look, what's wrong with if you believe in the American system of government, you vote for Republicans. If you believe in socialism and communism, you vote for the crushing debt that's cru that's destroying life in Connecticut. Then you vote for Democrats if that's what you want. Why do Why do you have to know who the people are? It's like going into a tobacco shop when you don't smoke. Almost, you go into the voters' booth and you know nothing about these people. Well, I would just I wouldn't go because I don't like the smell of it. You know. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, before we go to Risa on the radio, how about a rant? Todd, I think you're right. I think the problem with Trump is that he has become larger than the position and the duty of the position, which makes him the priority in his mind and not fixing the country. We need somebody who took the position that he took in the very beginning, that he wanted to make America better. And he doesn't seem like that anymore. It's about him regaining control not about making the country better, which offends me a little bit. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's reasonable. You have a right to be offended. 860-522-9842. We will go now to Reese on the radio. Hello there, Reese. Oh, is Reese on the phone? Or is he on the coming through the board? Reese? No, I'm on the phone. Oh, okay. Hey. Um, okay, everyone's going to be talking about this, and, and I've got an opinion, Todd, as everybody else did, does. Uh-oh, here comes Reese with an opinion. Oh, uh, come here. Listen, folks, I love you. God love you. But you got to know the statistics. I understand in Connecticut we're taking this because 
you know, people thought that they had a shot. I don't think you're looking at the raw numbers. I said it on election day or election night. Live on these airways, I said that Connecticut can afford its politics, and it's always going to vote Democrat. But if you're wondering what happened around the country, it's simple. Okay? The Democrats are going in to fight, and they will do anything and everything to win. And we're talking cheat if necessary. You know, do they cheat overwhelmingly? No. But do they cheat enough to win? Yes. Because there's no scruples scruples when it comes to the Democrat Party. We have to come to groups with that. In order for us to beat them at this game, midterm or general election, we have all got to get out and vote. We can't take our losses to the point where we start repeating the narrative of those on MSNBC. Now, all of a sudden, Trump's the issue? How can that possibly be? Trump is the reason why we lost? I mean, talk about looking for a scapegoat. We sound like Joy Reid. MSNBC so much has declared Ron DeSantis the de facto leader of the Republican Party. Based on what merit? MSNBC had no idea what the voter wanted. Now they know what the voter wants. They were screaming and hollering about democracy, 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 and it turns out the American people were concerned about inflation. But that's not the reason why we lost in so many places. It's because they were willing to get activists out to vote. Trust me when I tell you that real Americans who really went out there to go vote based upon the, the kitchen table issues, their pocketbook and wallet issues, they voted against this regime. But the activism on the Democrat Party got the numbers out there. They got them out there, and they got those people to the polls. And it was majority young, single women. Yeah, but Reese, they, they, they always they always have their activism. But it's never long enough for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't actually call it activism. I would call it um, their their what they call GOTV. Their get out the vote, and their get out yeah. the vote is to activate people by telling them stories about why they desperately need to vote. And then they identify the people who want to vote and, and will vote their way. And they make sure they get to the polls or they even fill out ballots for them in That's urban right. areas to make sure they're voting. So there, there is a to the polls. what's that or they'll even get them to the polls. Yes. But the I think it's important to note that the thing that allows one side to win or the other uh, those those things we're talking about, like the the getting out the vote, that's standard stuff. It works better when people are activated by an argument or a fear. They mm -hmm. the the uh, Democrats have successfully, I think, made Trump into the boogeyman, and right. there is a fear of even voting for Republicans, a refusal to even consider it amongst mm -hmm. uh, Connecticut type voters and I think that changes how women vote dramatically and yeah. and if you examine numbers you'll see that there are different there's a shift of activity of voting activity on the part of people in certain demographics based on their fear of Donald Trump based on the activation of the abortion issue those certain things resonate with people and those things resonate and Trump certainly has caused losses before he did it four years ago in Georgia almost on purpose you would have to think he, he was bitter over his defeat and he caused us to lose control of the Senate he caused Republicans to lose those seats in in Georgia a, a state that had never elected a Democrat in in recent years and w suddenly popped two of them off
But I think that had more to do with Republicans refusing to stand with Trump and that their residents or reticence to stand with Trump has always been the factor. There has got to be a united front. Well, there was this year there. Everybody was trying to get his candidates elected after they got the nomination. People fell into line and supported Carrie Lake and supported uh What's his name in uh, Philadelphia? The in in uh, I'm sorry, Pennsylvania for the. Odd? Well, no, the I was thinking about the uh, Marinara there, whatever his name is. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, the governor's yeah. candidate. But yes, those right. things that those were easy wins for Republicans with a normal candidate, and the the Trump style candidate blew it up as Herschel Walker did in Georgia. Trump's desire to make it about him is destructive and and hard to handle. Who is making it? See, everyone, that, that's another thing that I refuse to follow. I, I won't follow that. It is not Trump making it about him. It's the media making it about Trump. Well, if, now, if Trump is pushing his that, candidate. That that's what he's making it about? Well, Trump has the ability to cause somebody in a, say there's a test. WTIC, it's been a tough Hey, that's week, on the air again. We have made it to. Hey, get that off the air. All right. What sorry. Is, what was that? Training a uh, new producer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, this whole action of Trump is based on the idea that he has the power to cause somebody to win a primary when voters haven't figured out which guy they want. So he enters the primary. He gives a name like Oz. Oz rises to the top, wins the nomination. That's not the best guy the job that's not the guy who can who is using the primary process to prove himself most likely to win the election which is usually what a primary does because he's causing himself to be supported by the largest number of voters in the party that's trump being able to bring them to prominence amongst the base of which maybe uh, 15 20 or 25 percent of the base is hardcore trump and they can bring somebody up in a primary, but that virtually assures that they have a difficult time winning in the general election. But Todd, isn't the Democrat Party just as guilty of that? When they're supporting Trump? Tens of millions of dollars into candidates that they considered extreme, that they knew they would be able to beat. In the, in the yes, they worked election. with, they were, they did. They supported Trump in, in that effort. And, and that right. was, that was unfortunate and malicious and proves that the Democrats care about nothing except winning and will stoop to any scumbag exactly. level to make it happen. Yes, exactly. And that's, and that's my point. I, look, this is not, I, again, I refuse to, I just won't fall in line with a bunch of people telling me what I'm supposed to believe. Well, you don't have to believe happens. anything. Nobody's telling no, you. No, what no, to no. Believe. With, with in essence, those people were the same ones who had absolutely no clear understanding of what it was that the voters wanted. This was an activist election that they were able to pinpoint areas that were necessary. But nonetheless, we have to look at the, at, at the, at the sort of the, the greater picture here. We're still going to win the House. Now, it may not have been a red wave, and maybe because it wasn't a red wave, people are feeling defeated. But we're still going to win the House. And if we win the House, that's, for me, I'm going to temper my outrage, if you will, and see what the House does to keep this, to, to keep this president in some sort of line. Now, we may not win the Senate. There's a likelihood that we could, but I'll deal with that when we get to it. But today, 
I'm comfortable with the wins that we have and to use them to our advantage. And that's what we got to focus on. Well, it is it is nice that that uh, Biden will be in a weak position with the House if exactly. it works out that we but, you know, it's going to be a small margin. So it's hard mm-hmm. to organize 218 or 19 or 20 people to be unanimous in supporting certain things. That means it's a small number of people. And if if uh, so, that means we can block Democrats from passing mm-hmm. things. And that's you're right. That's a beautiful thing that we can we can make sure that the kind of garbage that Biden has been passing that's very destructive for the country um, doesn't happen again. That's good. We can be pleased about that. But it would be nice if we could be passing laws like banning his his $400 billion election rigging scheme on the student loans. Absolutely. Well, we got to look at it. I say this is game seven, bottom of the seven, we got two more innings to go. Let's, let's Wait, it's getting that late Why in the game? Expect to win. The game you're saying the game's almost over? I'm saying that's right. Well, as far as this election is concerned, we still got a runoff in Georgia. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about to save the votes to count in Arizona. I thought you were saying to save the country. It was no, the same I'm just thing. saying no, just in general, just in, just in these midterms. It ain't mm-hmm. over till it's over. Well, that's true. And it's not over. We can all be defeated. Everybody just go into their corners and take their balls and go home. I refuse. The country is in too important. I'm not going to give up because we don't give up. That's not who we are. You're a good motivational speaker, Reese. I try, sir. I try. But get out there and fight. And if you can, find a way to, to, to help Herschel Walker. If you really want to win. I mean, if you want to sit down and be upset about it. But you really want us to win. You wish you could win. Good idea. What do we do to help Herschel? Go to his website and go donate. He's got to get those. He's got a runoff coming up on December 6th. If you can find a way to donate to his campaign to see if we could win this Senate, that's a huge deal. But, you know, just because we didn't get a red wave, we can't always get what we want. But if if you you try try sometime. How come his name is Herschel Walker when he was the like the fastest runner in the world? I don't know. <laughs> That's called irony. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about that today. A candidate either. But again, that's who we got. All right, but you know. Actually, I, I Herschel kind of grew on me. Pennsylvania, for crying out loud, Pennsylvania. You know. Look who they elected for Senate. I mean, Peter Boyle from Young Frankenstein is now the senator from Pennsylvania. And he 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 got damaged in a uh, health crisis before the victory, which is quite this remarkable. So any cover think about what Pennsylvania did. Pennsylvania let up let a guy run that town, become a senator in the town who said that he wanted to release one third of the criminal element in its prison. That guy, Pennsylvania, got what it deserved. Yes. All right, Reese. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Appreciate you taking the time to do this. Good to talk with you. That's Reese on the radio. Go to ReeseOnTheRadio.com. Let's get a rant going. Todd, I think you're right. No, we heard that one already. Let's go to the next one, please. So you don't like it when your vote is hand-counted. You don't like it when your vote is machine tabulated. What do you want to do? Line up in front of each candidate's house and present your ballot in person 
Jeez, you people, get a grip. Get a grip. Hello, Ty John here, the 9th of uh, November. It's a very sad day after election yes, day. Definitely. But that's what we have to deal with. I would like this country to go back to the old-fashioned way of voting where you walked into the uh, machine, you pulled the curtain shut, you voted, and you opened the curtain, and that counted your vote. Those were great machines, and you couldn't tap into them on the Internet. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 